Welcome, everyone, to the live signing of Johnny the Walrus with the one and only Matt Walsh. Hello, and good evening to you all. We welcome our friends, be they big or small, human or even aquatic mammal. Okay, that was, that was a terrible rhyme. But to be fair, I am not a best-selling children's author. However, I do happen to know someone who is. He is the cardigan-wearing author of the number one best-selling book, Johnny the Walrus, and host of The Matt Walsh Show on The Daily Wire. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Matt Walsh. Um, I can't believe they made you do that, first of all. But so thank you for, thanks for being involved in this. And this is like... <laughs> Feels like I'm in Dr. Seuss's fever dream or something. This is very strange, but it's also it's a it's a huge uh, honor as well. Yeah. Well, Matt is live tonight against the wishes of Amazon employees. It seems working on signing all the copies of the books everyone has been ordering. And as Matt's here for the next hour or so signing and unable to go anywhere, we will be hanging out doing his favorite thing chit-chatting and asking him questions. So submit your questions in the chat box on DailyWire.com. Any Daily Wire member can chime in. Now, if you want to get your hands, oh my gosh, oh, what's happening? Well, that's a great start. <laughs> if you want to get your hands on one of these limited edition autographed Johnny the Walrus books, there is only one way to get one, and that is with a Daily Wire all-access membership. Sign up right now at dailywire.com johnny, and you will get an autographed book plus your very own Leftist Tears Tumblr, which will come in handy since there are lots of Leftist Tears flowing right now, many of which were caused by our man of the hour. All righty, here we go. I'm gonna, or you already have one to get uh, started. So then I just start signing the books, I guess. That's yeah. the idea? Okay, good. This is actually embarrassing because I, I, I have the handwriting of, a, of like an actual four-year-old, so oh, this is the whole world's going to see it. I'm going to try to clean um, this up. Okay. Now, Matt, this book has been causing quite a stir recently. It's been number one on Amazon for four days now? Four days. Uh, it was number one for five days, actually. Okay. And uh, now it's, it's, it's gone down the charts a little bit, but it's still, I think, in the top ten, we'll call it. Nice. Well, that's and um, it was, it, it is still, by rights, the number one children's book in America. Yes. Uh, but it was kicked off the children's book uh, category by Amazon. Well, by the triggered a, Amazon right. employees. Which is, you know, one of, my, one of my great dreams in life was obviously to, to be a children's book author, which uh, we've been able to achieve, and I feel great about that. Mm-hmm. Which camera, look at that one, okay. Um, so I feel great about that, but, and, and then my other great dream is to traumatize, you know, employees of big tech companies. So Obviously. We've been able to achieve both of my dreams, and mm-hmm. I can basically and you retire did now, and... Call it a day. We've done both. Those videos, the leaked videos of the Amazon employees, that was fantastic. Was that a, was that a man or a woman on the right side? Uh, you're, you're, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. It was, it was quite uncomfortable, honestly. It yeah. was peak comedy, and they've never seen anybody more triggered by like just such a sweet, you know, children's book author. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, you know, one of my disappointments is that I wrote this children's book. And I thought that now that I'm wearing the cardigan and I'm a children's book author, mm-hmm. that uh, it would kind of soften my image and people would yeah. like me more. And what I've discovered is that people are actually angry, which, yeah. I, which I never expected. I thought that this, would, that this book would just... This was your rebranding. I thought this would be critically acclaimed. That's what I thought. So, yes. Well, 
you know, that's been a disappointment. But other than that, it's been, it's been a great experience. And, and, you know, the other thing about the Amazon thing I want to say mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, if you saw those videos, they featured in their little uh, cry session uh-huh. uh, a, a, a complaint from a customer. And they said, the Amazon. Karen. Right. And, and, and the Amazon employee said that, oh, well, this person summarizes the book really well. And, the, and then the woman comes on and claims that my book uh-huh. commands children to go out and murder I saw that. people. And yes. That's, that is, that's a, sort of a gritty, dark reimagining of the Johnny the Walrus story. Well, that's um, like if it was turned into like a horror film. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's if like Christopher Nolan did the, yes. mm-hmm. did the gritty reboot of Johnny the Walrus. But yep. that's not what I have. My book doesn't tell you to kill anybody. No, um, obviously. Um, now, Matt, we have our first question. This is from Johnny. Um, hi, Matt. Johnny, the walrus here. Uh, do you plan on writing any more children's books in the future? Uh, well, certainly. Of course I do. I mean, I am a, I am a capitalist pig, after all. So, of course, I'm going to keep writing them. Uh. And, and But, you know, at the same time, also, there's obviously what we've discovered from this book is that there is um, a real hunger out there in the marketplace for books that are, for children's books that are not woke. Because I know as a, look at my, look at my signature. Do we say, look how terrible that is. Can you show it's it not to even, people? Yeah, I don't know if you can see that, that yeah, this, is what, this is what you're getting. Anyway. Um, no, there is. If you look at the Amazon reviews of the book, there's a lot of people that are saying like, oh, like I'm a grandparent. This is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Like I've been looking for things and the library is just full. There was this, um, Libs of TikTok posted a video and it was a librarian who was, there were two librarians. One was uh, putting banned books back in the New York Public Library and handing them out for free. And mm-hmm. then there was the gal or they, them, I don't know. She kind of looked like a furry, to be quite honest, my friends. Um, was saying that she was putting little like pride flags on all the books and that kind of thing to, to show which one was like LGBT and all that. So there is yeah. a need. We know as, as, and that's the thing, as parents, we know that there's really nowhere you can go in the culture anymore except to... Uh, Daily Wire, if you become Daily Wire member, exactly. where you're not, where you're not going to be exposed to this kind of woke stuff, and it's, even in libraries, especially in libraries. I mean, libraries for the last several years, that's where you can go for the yeah. drag queen story hours and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I knew from experience as a parent, you go to the bookstore, go to you know any major bookstore, yep. go to the children's section, and it just it looks like uh, you know the signs at an Antifa rally or something with all the really all is. of the anti-racist gender ideology and stuff. People are tired of that. So, I mean, this book was the number one book in the entire country mm-hmm. of all books that were sold for a week. Okay, clearly a, a board book for preschoolers that satirizes gender ideology was the number one book in the entire country. Well, it's quite brilliant. Um, uh, we have another question for you. This is from Lillian. She's saying, out of all of the prestigious titles you've won between your release of Johnny the Walrus and What Is a Woman, which one is your favorite? Uh, I mean, there are so many that even go before that. I, you know, of course, became a philanthropist with um, our charitable endeavors for AOC's Abuela. Yes. Um, and that, as a philanthropist, that is a title that is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, theocratic fascist is another title that I find very important. But um, especially with What is a Woman, I would say now that my What is a Woman book is charting still as the number one biology text on Amazon. That's fantastic. Um, I would say that I, I really appreciate being a, a biologist. And that means that I'm a scientist. Trust the science, folks. Yep. Your science trademark? 
like Fauci says exactly. the science. All right, now, um, Ashley Phillips is saying, I just found a Catholic group that describes themselves as pro-life Democrats. They believe the Democrats are right on most things, but wrong on abortion. Thoughts? Um, a pro-life Democrat was, was what she said, right? Yeah, Catholic pro-life. Sorry, Democrat. they told me I have to sign this and answer questions, but I'm too stupid to do things, do things <laughs> at, at once. You're doing great. Uh, yeah, it's not possible to be a pro-life Democrat. I mean, the Democrat Party, down to its very core, is... Um, it's not just abortion. I mean, their entire platform is structured around their hatred for human life and the dignity of life. Mm-hmm. So that's just an incompatible position, I think. You just you have to choose. You're either pro-life or Democrat, and be pro-life. Straight from the uh, number one biologist and children's book author in the world. Uh, let's see. Conservative gal asked, hi, Matt. Do fans ever approach you and your family in public? If so, how do you react? I know you prefer to never talk and never have to make small talk. They do, and I scream at them, and I throw whatever is closest at hand at them. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, uh, they do, and, you know, I appreciate it, as long as they're nice. And that's the thing. Everybody, look at this. What is that? That's not a signature. That's just well, it's that's Chinese or something. I don't know what that is. Um, I do appreciate people. And the thing is, of all the, of all the angry messages I get and hate mail and death threats and all that kind of stuff, Nobody has ever actually come up to me in public, except on a college campus when there's a whole group of them. Yeah. Nobody's ever come up to me individually in public and who hates me mm-hmm. and confronted me person to person because most people are just. Yeah. Well, you've been doing this they, a lot longer than I have, but all of my interactions thus far have been the same. It's all very, very positive, and it's people are usually nice, but I do. I'm waiting for the day that somebody I, hates me enough. On a, on a few occasions, I've had somebody message me and say, hey, I just saw you at uh, some place, yes. and I want you to let you know that you're a terrible person. Oh, God. Like, oh, tough guy. Well, if you haven't seen Matt in public, you can become a Daily Wire All Access member, and you can go over, you can subscribe, and if you are an All Access member, you can have the opportunity to ask him questions just like this when he does All Access Lives. Uh, it's the only way to have access to us hosts if you are not running into us at farmer's markets or something like that. Uh, And if you want Matt to answer any of your questions tonight, be sure to go over to our live stream at dailywire.com, click the live banner at the top of the page, and you can flood him with your questions. What do you think of that? I'm doing a thing here with the signature where the M turns into the W. That's artistic. Are you going to start doing art now? Well, I, I just decided just now on the spot to make that my new signature. So this is, that's exciting. This is actually just a creative project for you. You just saw the origin story of my new signature, live on the air. All right, let's see. Uh, how can I be more like Matt Walsh? This question is, uh, let's see. The greatest man to ever walk the earth and grace us with such wonderful works of literature. Um, <laughs> I had to throw at least one in there that I wrote myself, and that obviously yeah. is the one. Uh, don't, don't Set higher goals for yourself than to be like me. There's just, you know. You gotta, you gotta look aim at your, higher. Look at, your, than look at your setup True. that you have here. True. Are you kidding me? True. It's impressive. Uh, let's see. This is uh, from Very Stable Genius, is the username. Uh, my daughters want to know how Johnny's whiskers go away. I told them he stopped eating worms. Can I get Sweet Daddy Walsh's confirmation from this or on this? Um, yes, and that is a debate. You know, within the Johnny the Walrus extended universe, there's mm-hmm. a lot of debate about kind of the mythology of Johnny the Walrus. 
And um, yeah, because he goes to the doctor and he gets the, uh, the mm-hmm. wormone pills uh, because we're being very subtle with our yeah. allegory here. And then, but he stops taking the pills and then he, he uh, kind of goes back. Although if the allegory was completely correct, then he'd stop taking the pills and he would not go back to normal because... Irreversible damage. Right, exactly. All right, now Brandon is asking, out of all of the animals there are, why did you choose a walrus as the metaphor? We're getting deep. And that question was almost certainly submitted by my wife because she wants to make sure that I make very clear that it was actually her idea. The walrus thing was her idea. Um, This was a collaborative effort in a lot of ways. So my wife, she, the genesis of Johnny the Walrus is my wife suggested to me like a year ago that I should write a children's book. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she said, you know, because she pointed out that if I wrote a children's book, it'd make a lot of people very upset just by the simple fact that I wrote it. And I said, mm. well, I love that idea. And so we went back and forth about the idea. And um, I kind of had the general concept of Johnny the Walrus. And I said to her, but I, I need a, an animal that the kid pretends to be, and I need a name. And just right there on the spot, she says, Johnny the Walrus. And it was just a moment of, it was collaborative genius. It was a moment where we both knew that that was It's a perfect the marriage, yeah. honestly. All right, now we have six new members that have joined while we've been doing this live. This is impressive. Uh, let's say hello to Jacqueline from Mangum. Am I saying that? Mangum, Oklahoma. Dory from Bozeman, Montana. And Richard from Port Allen, Louisiana. And Matt, do you have anything you want to say to them? Uh, no. Oh, wait, I do. I just want to take a moment to say thank you, my sweet, sweet babies, and that you're special. I'm so happy to have you as members of my cult. Your soul is mine. <laughs> I wore a Sweet Baby Gang shirt the other day in a video, and I had a lot of your cult members come in, and they were like, oh, my gosh, it's a crossover. It's very it, intense. The cult is growing. Um, Lightning speed. I was. I told a story on my show yesterday. I was at my, my kids' first communion over the weekend, and somebody shouted the Sweet Baby Gang at my kids' first communion. So I thought it was great. My wife was a little bit more iffy on the whole thing, but... Um, really making waves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's uh, And I, look, I, here's my thing of the Sweet Baby Gang. I don't think that there is an inappropriate time to shout out Sweet Baby Gang. You know? yep. um, I could be at a funeral, and I think that's perfectly appropriate. Well, it's a very malleable phrase. You can use it anywhere. Now, uh, Amanda, the real deal, says, Dear Sweet Daddy, will you be collaborating with the director of Tusk for the live action movie adaptation of Johnny the Walrus? Um, first of all, I found out about Tusk after I wrote this book, and everyone said, oh, you were inspired by Tusk. And I said, what are you talking about Tusk? And then I looked up what this movie is, and it's like, okay, then I was horribly disturbed because I saw the images online. I would, I would not recommend looking it up. Apparently, if you actually try to literally become a walrus, it's... Um, it gets pretty grim pretty fast. So who is the director of that? Do we know? No, I don't know. Does somebody here know? Kevin Smith is the director. So no, because he's like a far left lunatic. Maybe I'll start saying I wasn't. Think- I'm going to start saying I was inspired by Tusk just because it would probably annoy him. She started tweeting at him. Yeah. You can say, why aren't we going to collaborate? I'm sure that would trigger him. Kevin Smith, thank you so much for inspiring this book. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without you. You're going to give him nightmares. Okay, now Kelly says, hey, Matt, just wondering, are there going to be differences in the book and the documentary of What is a Woman? Are there going to be differences or more in-depth discussions in one or the other? Sweet baby gang for life. Um, 
I, I think there, yeah, there are differences. You get a, you get a certainly different experience from both. Um, I can't. There's still so much to be said about the about the film in particular that I still can't say, but I'll I'll have much more to say about it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say there are aspects of the story that we can't really get into depth on until we get to the book. But then there are also aspects that you can't fully appreciate. There are a lot of aspects of the story that you can't fully appreciate unless you see the movie and you see the visuals. There are a lot of visuals here that um, you just have to see. Mm-hmm. Some of which you wish you had not seen, but you're going to see them. Let's see. Well, everyone who is watching, you can get yourself one of Matt's autographed Johnny the Walrus books and a Leftist Tears Tumblr by becoming a Daily Wire All Access member. Sign up for a Daily Wire All Access uh, membership at dailywire.com slash Johnny. And if you are already an All Access member, one, thank you. And two, you also have exclusive access to get a signed copy of Johnny the Walrus. Just head over to the Daily Wire store at dailywire.com and click shop at the top of the page. Again, all access members are the only ones who can get the signed limited edition copy of Johnny the Walrus. So if you are already a member, head on over and uh, place your order now because these are, you're flying through these like hotcakes. I mean, look at that signature. You want one of these. Look at that. Wow. You know what I'm going to do? That's good. I'm going to add a little smiley face to that one. Oh. That, I've never done that before. That's, That's another first. That one's going to be honored. So it'll never happen again. We won't speak of it. Okay. Alrighty. Now we have a nice message from someone here. Hey, Matt. As a world-renowned children's author, biologist, and the foremost theocratic fascist in American history, when are you throwing your hat in the race? 2024? Um, I would rather be set on fire and then drowned. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I always say. Instead of running for office, like I'd rather, I'd literally rather be dead than run for office. Mm-hmm. So uh, that will just simply never happen at all, ever. Yep. And how dare you even ask me? You're banned from this book signing. Get out. You're banned from the sweet baby gang? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Steven has a question. Why do we not see or hear about Johnny's dad in the book? I assume it is because Johnny's dad was at work to provide for his family. Thanks, Matt. Um, no, not at all. That's not the reason. In fact, there was a, it was a, there's a very pointed, it's a very, it's a very pointed absence not having Johnny the Walrus's dad in the picture because uh, you're going to find so often with kids who um, are led into these delusions that the father is either physically not abs- physically absent or he might be physically present, but he's you know, emotionally, psychologically, mm-hmm. spiritually absent. So um, the fact that the father is an absence in this tale is quite intentional. And also the fact that so much of the story really, we call it Johnny the Walrus, but so much of the story is really about the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, again, when you have a child in this situation in real life, it's really the parents very often who are leading the charge there. Uh, I was watching, I saw a TikTok earlier of this woman who was yelling about her child's pediatric, or pediatrician, it was her nine-year-old, um, and the pediatrician said, this nine-year-old is not old enough to know herself and know that she wants to transition, so no, I'm not going to prescribe her any hormone therapy or even sign a letter to get her, like, her name changed, and the mother was basically, like, having a meltdown, saying, like, my child wants this. It was just, yeah. you see that, and it's, like, these mental delusions. It's criminal. I saw that, that clip, and that's, yeah. so that's 
That mother managed to find, and she was upset about finding it, but she managed to find one of the only good pediatricians left in America. Shocking. She was upset about it. Um, but that's, of course, exactly what any, any doctor should say because kids, you know, my oldest kids are uh, eight years old, almost nine. Mm-hmm. And um, even at that age, they just have no clue about the world, about themselves. Mm-hmm. They can't make any decisions at all. So the idea that they could be able to choose their own gender is totally ridiculous. Yep. Um, like an example I give all the time, just a simple example, is, you know, if you take your kid to the restaurant and the waiter comes out and then you say to your kid, this, and I feel, always feel bad for waiters when parents do this because the waiter's standing there and then you say to the kid, well, what would you like to have? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to sit there for 45 minutes going through everything on the menu mm-hmm. before they settle on something and then you get that for them and then you bring it out and they don't want to eat it because they actually yeah. wanted something else. So it's just kids can't decide anything. They can't make any choices. Well, at nine years old, I said this on my show earlier, I think I was running around wearing Harry Potter cloaks, and I thought that I was a wizard. I am one, actually. At nine or, or recently? At nine. Okay. Oh, no, this was last week, actually. Okay. You know, I was out in Franklin, and I was, you know, running around casting spells. Uh, no. Um, all right, we have a, this is not a question. This is just a nice message from Laura. Uh, she says, hi, Matt. I keep thinking I'm going to send you an email about all of the things I agree with you on, but you'd be reading a 10-plus page email. No one has time for that. I did want to tell you, though, that today is my birthday. I got the best gift of all, a copy of Johnny the Walrus. My husband bought me a copy because I kept talking about it, and he surprised me with it this morning. He also bought me the cleaning supplies that you talked about for Valentine's Day. Thank you. They work really well, and I use them all the time. Thanks so much for your podcast. It's awesome, and I really enjoy listening to it every day. It's really nice. Well, ma'am, you are married to a great man, is all I could say. <laughs> and um, I don't usually do this because I'm against birthdays, but I will. I'll make an exception because I'm in the, the children's author uniform, and I'm feeling more generous, and I will say, happy birthday. Man, I thought you were about to sing, and I was going to be really uncomfortable. No, no, that's not going to be. It's going to be like, this is an odd character development here. I've been told that my singing voice sounds a little bit like a dying moose, and um, I've never heard a moose die, but I assume that's not a compliment, so. That could be your next children's book. The moose? The dying moose? Let's <laughs> yeah. go a little bit of a darker direction. Well, they're already saying you have a dark children's book. You can just lean into True. it. True. Uh, let's see. Andrea says, how long did it take you to write Johnny the Walrus? What was the writing process like? Um, it uh, took many, many, many seconds <laughs> of effort to write. It's a very, um, well, it's a very thick book. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, look at, look at the thickness of that book. I mean, of course, there's only like two words per page, but still. Let's see. Okay. We have, uh, this is another question from NRA Certified Lover Boy. Uh, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> Who's it from? His username is NRA Certified Lover Boy. NRA Certified yeah. Lover Boy. So that, that username takes all kinds of weird turns. <laughs> I kind of like it. Ends with me being confused. So. I like the chaos. Well, it's good. You're using that Walsh. All right. If you had to come up with an alias like Dr. Seuss, what would it be? That's a good one. Um... Well, I wouldn't because I want all the credit for the book that I wrote. I don't know why people would do that. I thought, uh, you know, Mark Twain, Dr. Sears. I mean, I want the credit personally. So why would I ever do something like that? Okay. All right. So we have, oh, we have three new members. Uh, This is from that group earlier. So we have Victoria from Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, Christopher from uh, Westerfield, Ohio. And Christian from Michigan. Love it. Are those the same ones? 
No, these are new ones. Okay. So do you want to do you want to welcome them to the Sweet Baby Gang and to the Daily Wire All oh, Access World? We're doing the same. Okay. Well, look. <laughs> if I could say one thing to you, and one thing only, I would say, you're one of a kind, and I'm so happy, and I'm so proud of you, and I'm so glad that you're all a part of my Sweet Baby Gang. I kind of like. I feel like that should be like a. And a ringtone or something like people can call into that. Do people like, do ringtones anymore because if they not do, a ringtone, not a ringtone, but a, a voicemail. Like if we set up like a hotline where people could call and just hear that message from the soothing voice of a number one best-selling children's author. Let's uh, let's just move on with our lives and pretend <laughs> none of this is happening. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, this one is from Kent Pittsburgh. He says, are you planning a Johnny trilogy and creating a Johnny universe and a Johnny multiverse? This guy has big dreams for you. Um, yeah, well, that's kind of the big question right now in the creative development department where we're sitting down, I'm sitting out with the creative team for hours a day and we're, we're talking about this. And um, So you and your wife. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> and so the question is, do you, you, know, do you, do you continue the story of, of Johnny or has this, the Johnny story been told? Is there more to say about Johnny? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you extend it into the Johnny the Walrus universe, but you let Johnny be, you know, mm-hmm. as, with this happy, happily ever after sort of ending? And I don't know. We're still, we're still working that out. Big dreams. It's big an dreams. intense creative process. Um, are you like Johnny the Walrus? Like, do you have a big uh, imagination and lots of questions? Um, I didn't even realize that this was, I thought I was asking you a question. Um, well, are you like are you like? Who's asking this question? You're asking or something? I'm else? about to ask it, but I wanted okay. to ask you. I was going to ask them, but I wanted to ask you. Are you? Do you find yourself like Johnny? Uh, yeah, this was basically an autobiography. This book. But you this are. Is a, this is a true story. But is it the illustration? My at, my parents tried to abandon me at a zoo. That's wait, actually. Wait, that's is that actually. A, is that a true story? That's the only true part. Um, and. Uh, well, I think that this is you, right. That's yeah, your. That's likeness. me, and yes. so that's that's how we've kind of done it. I'm, I'm just kidding, by the way. My parents did not abandon me at a zoo. My mom is watching this, so I'm going to get a call later. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Now, if you are uh, like Johnny and you have a big imagination and lots of questions for Matt, we want to hear them. So type your questions into the Daily Wire chat box at dailywire.com, and we will hit Matt with them. He is still sitting here. He is not allowed to leave. He has to continue chit-chatting with me. Um, Brianna has a question for you. How much longer is it? Okay. Matt loves me. He loves hanging out with me all the time. Um, Hi, Matt. My husband and I are pregnant with our first baby. We are starting prep work and thinking about homeschooling. I know you are a big advocate, but we really don't know how it works and would love to know what you and your wife do to homeschool your children. Um, You know, uh, the thing that I do for homeschooling is um, just that I, my wife does it. And I'm really like moral support. So I'm there to say, hey, add a girl, doing a great job. Um, no, I mean, she does do most of the homeschooling because I'm, I'm at work most of the day. So. But it's, what, what I'll say is that homeschooling is a, it's a, I, I think that sometimes people in the homeschooling community can uh, underemphasize the difficulties of it. Like it is, it is really hard to do, but it, that's just the case with parenting in general. I mean, parenting is a difficult thing, but it's incredibly rewarding. And I think that uh, once... You'll hear from most homeschooling parents that uh, once they started kind of homeschooling, they realized that although it's hard, it's not as hard as they thought it would be, and it's also really rewarding. And you know what? It's actually nice to have your kids around for, for the day. Um, 
if you can believe it. You might actually start enjoying your kid's company. You know, I was homeschooled for my entire life. And look how you turned out. There you go. I know. You can did you turn out well or what? I think I did. Okay. I'm sitting here with you. True. Good point. Book, so this is the dream. Um, but no, that's true about people underestimating how hard it is. I think a lot of people also forget that and that's where kind of like the stigma about like the social interactions and that kind of thing. But you are taking on their social yeah. development as well as academic, which is a whole other uh, ballgame. Well, you, what you're doing is you're taking on the job of being a parent full yes. time um, rather than pawning it off to the school system, uh, which, you know, it is, it is easier in the, in the short term to pawn that off to the school system. But mm-hmm. I don't think it works best for your kids, no. especially these days. All right. Now, Lindsay is asking... How did you propose to your wife? How long did it take for you to know that you wanted to marry her? This is a sweet one. Um, I knew that I wanted to marry her. I mean, honestly, it was I would say like about six minutes, probably. Um, maybe a little bit longer than that, but I proposed after six months. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of like one, it, it, people have this idea these days that, first of all, I'm, I'm so hot in this sweater. I don't know if it's, it's obvious. Look at me. Look how much I'm sweating. It's disgusting. I'm feeling it. Um, People think these days that, you know, you have to be with someone for like five years before you know if they're marriage material. But I think once you realize that you have the deepest things in common, you have the same basic values and priorities in life, you want the same thing out of life, you're both taking the relationship seriously um, and all of that, then um, I think it's, you know, you know you can move on to the next stage, which is engagement. Mm -hmm. And how did you propose to her? I did, it's pretty cliche, but I did propose on a beach, so. Nice. That was my. You're romantic. That was my one attempt. (laughs) All righty, now we have another question. Um, They say, we love the book. Question, I skip the word bigot because I don't want my three-year-old running around saying bigot all the time. Thoughts? Did you have hesitance before putting that uh, in the book? P.S., my son loves the book, and so do we. Yeah, I mean, we didn't want to put anything, we didn't want to put any words or concepts in the book that we wouldn't want. Um, a kid to be introduced to, uh, which is why, in spite of what Amazon, the Amazonians claim, it actually does not say the word transgender in the book at all. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's just a judgment call. I mean, a word like bigot, it's not a, it's not a curse word. It's a word that, unfortunately, people encounter, that even your kids are going to encounter pretty young ages. And um, I actually think it's a good thing for kids to, they hear the word bigot, you know, and to them... They hear it first in this book, and so to them, it's, so they see it in this sort of like silly context. It's a silly word. doesn't really mean anything. And that's the truth because that's, that's actually the way the word bigot is used these days as emotional blackmail. Uh, it basically doesn't mean anything anymore. So I think it's not a bad thing for them to have that kind of framework for the word. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have another question. What is your favorite children's book besides Johnny the Walrus? Of course. Um, I am a Dr. Seuss guy from way back in the day, even before he was canceled. You know, I liked Dr. Seuss before it was cool. So I'm a big in Cat in the Hat, you know, mm-hmm. Fox and Socks is my jam. Hop on Pop, even though it promotes elder abuse, arguably. All those books. Did you ever uh, read The Giving Tree? Um, I kind of, I always hated that book. That was I, probably the children's book that I despised the most. I did read it, and I found it to be incredibly weird and sad and disturbing. Yeah. Kind of like Johnny the Walrus. Just kidding. There you go. No, it's not. Uh, I think that was the one that my mom didn't even let me 
like keeping the house after a while, just because I think it disturbed her as well. All right, we have another question. Would there be a Johnny the Walrus animated show on Daily Wire Kids? It's a good question. Um, I would love it, but you got to talk to uh, you got to talk to the God King. You gotta talk, I mean, that's, this, is, this is not my call. <laughs> so put the pressure on him to we make it happen. Tweeting at Jeremy Boring. Yeah. Uh, so if you are just joining us, we are here live with best-selling LGBT children's author Matt Walsh as he autographs copies of his number one book, Johnny the Walrus, which is only available to Daily Wire All Access members. So if you are not already a member and you want to be one, uh, go to dailywire.com slash Johnny and you will get a signed Johnny the Walrus book plus a Leftist Tears Tumblr for free when you join. It's a great deal. You are missing out if you are not an All Access member. See, this is getting hard. I feel like I need to like sit on the floor and hand you these now. Yeah, I'm obviously working up a sweat by signing these books it's and also probably. by having, I said before we went on the air that it's like really hot in here and I'm dressed for 40 degree temperatures. And then, look at, oh my gosh, this is just terrible. Well, I feel like as like a children's author, you're kind of having that whole character. I feel like like men, you know, I, I, see, I see like an old children's like author and he's like a sweet little old man who always kind of like runs cold and has a chill. So you see an old sweaty man when you're looking at me. What I want to think. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, you need. You need. To, thanks. You need, I'll take it. You need to be pretending like you have a chill. Like you're just always kind of. Cold. Oh, I don't have a chill at all. <laughs> I'm like dying of heat exhaustion right now. Okay, we're gonna distract you from that uh, because Justin has a question for you. Uh, what do you think the most important subjects are that should be uh, taught to students in K through 12? Um, hydration is really important, so don't pass out when you're wearing a cardigan. When it's 80 degrees inside. Drink out of your... Oh, yeah, I do have water, don't I? Good point. Um, most important subjects in school. Uh, I think the subjects that they allegedly actually teach, the core subjects, are all really important. Uh, the problem is you actually have to teach them. Like, teach. Oh, there's the, there's oh, the AC. Oh, look on. at that. You know what? I know it, it distracts from the audio a little bit, but then visually you're saved from what you're seeing right now, which is the good part by having the air on. So teach, teach history. You know, I think that's... One of the most important and most neglected subjects in school right now. Um, kids have no understanding of their own history, you know, where they, where they, where their country came from or anything like that. So I think that's probably the most important subject. That was a good one. You did a little twist in there. Like a oh, the, look at that. Yeah. That was pretty oh, good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Good Adding angle. a little one in there. Uh, let's see, we have, what advice do you have for my wife, who is a preschool teacher and terrified of reading this book in her class? Um, I would say just do it and deal with the consequences when it comes. That's my, that's my thing. I think, uh, look, they, in every school in America, they've got the opposite of this book. And so there's no reason, like you have a pretty good argument. If you read the book and you get in trouble and the administration is coming after you, um, you have a pretty rock-solid argument. And also, what it really is, the book, it's actually a book, what I'm trying to tell people, what I've been saying is that it's actually a book about self-acceptance. It's about uh, teaching kids to accept who they actually are, who they really are, authentically. Um, and when I was a kid, every book, the, the core message of every children's book was self-acceptance. And, uh, you know, way back in the dark old days of the 90s. And that's what this book is. Like, accept who you really are. Don't try to reach for some delusional version of yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, brings us to our next question. This person has a deep question. Uh, 
What is a walrus? A walrus is an adult human, f oh no, that's the other one. Um, <laughs> the definition of, well, you know, a walrus is really, a walrus is anyone who identifies as a walrus. Hmm? I go, anyone who identifies as a walrus is a walrus. What would walrus pronouns be? Wal, wal. We have that in the book, actually, I think. I think so. it's, that's wal, somewhere in there. That's an Easter egg you wal, can find. It. Walrux is one of the It's in one of the, it's on one of the posters, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we do have the official walrus pronouns in oh, here. I'm missing it. He, him, walrux. Walrux. Yeah, those are the pronouns. I should put that in my bio. Walrux. Maybe I'll become one. Uh, ooh, we have new members, morning members. Thank you all for signing up during this. It means we're doing a good job, I think. Uh, let's see, Luke from San Diego, uh, Crystal from Washington, and Melissa from New River, Arizona. Are you going to welcome them? Oh. You know, in these stressful times, the best thing you could do is take a breath and listen. Specifically, listen to me. And rest assured, once you open your heart, and your ears to me, you will find answers. What the hell am I reading? Who wrote <laughs> What? I get, because I'm a cult leader, is that what that's supposed to be? Well, it's for your podcast, you know? All right. They listen to you every morning and become enlightened. Uh, yeah, I guess it is, you know, I, I do advertise myself as a cult leader, so I got to start leaning into that. You wear the robes, too? Um, that's the next stage. Got it. Moving on from cardio. Well, this is yeah. too hot. you got to move into something a little more. That would right? certainly be a lot more appropriate for the temperature. Let's see. Okay. We have another one. Uh, what would you rather be forced to do? Use a microwave or leave your shopping cart in the middle of a parking lot? Um, rather be forced to do? Well, I, I mean, I would, I would use the, the microwave. I mean, for me, the shopping cart issue is at the core of my moral identity, um, my anti-microwave stance is not quite that deep-seated, mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's just microwaves, I think, are, are unnecessary. You don't really need them. Uh, whatever your microwave does, you have other appliances in your kitchen that do the same thing and probably do it better. How do you feel and about... And it probably causes cancer. I have no information for that whatsoever, but I just assume that it does. How do you feel about the microwave that we have in the break room? It does, like, multiple functions. It's not just a microwave, which shocked me. It's weird. I, I, see, I don't use it. That's the thing. I, I think microwaves make the food always taste worse. And the, mm -hmm. That's the other thing. So, and, and, that's, and that's the other point about microwaves that's really important is that, since this is what we're talking about now, mm -hmm. if you're using a microwave to heat up like leftovers, you're almost always better off just eating them cold to begin with, so, which is, is how most leftovers should be consumed. That's my stance on that. That's a hot take. Shoot a TED Talk on that. It's true. Your next I mean, book? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> this one is from Totally Not an Alien. Have you been in touch with aliens? If not, would you like to? Do you think the government is cooperating with me? I mean them already. Um, totally not an alien. I, I have not. I, I very much would like to be in touch with aliens. I have made clear to the aliens that, you know, I'm on their side and I fully welcome them to take over, enslave us, incinerate us, whatever they feel like they need to do. Although I did just read, uh, and, I, and, I, and I only read the headline, like a good American, because that's all I do, but I, I read the New York Post article that um, NASA scientists are sending nude images of people into space to try to entice aliens. I'm not making that up. That was the headline anyway. 
Uh, did you see? Did you see? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything else. All I know is that they're no, sending nude images. We are we are sending unsolicited nudes to alien civilizations. We are sexually I harassing ET. I, we're talking about this as you're signing your children's book. Well, that's what we're doing. I didn't decide to do that. NASA's doing that. They, this this yeah, is why we need to, Elon Musk needs to buy NASA because we're going to become, you know, sex slaves of aliens or something. It is horrifying. Did you watch Demi Lovato's it's a, it's a show? Story. Where she, they, what alien self goes and sings? Oh, to the, yeah. She uh, said that she, she made contact with it. I actually yeah. believe that. I mean, she... I, I believe well, that there's there. been some some extraterrestrial or extraterrestrial influence over Demi Lovato. She did an interview. I think it was with uh, Drew Barrymore, or no, actually, it was some like Entertainment Tonight person. And the Entertainment Tonight person was like, "Would you ever date an ET?" And she so confidently was like, "Yes, I hate humans. Like, I need to date an ET." It might be the only people that uh, she can get along with at this point. Yeah, I don't know Demi Lovato. I don't know if she was ever normal, but I feel like. Her transition from normal to lunatic has been quite dramatic and quite sudden, although I don't know. Maybe she's the one uh, putting together this uh, little cooperation with NASA. Oh, sending the nudes to the aliens? Yeah, it could be her. That's a good theory. Let's see. Um, As you can see yourself, Matt is doing a masterful job. I mean, look at you. Wow, that one was good. You didn't connect it there. I, I kind of screwed that oh, one up. Okay. Well, he was doing a masterful job autographing these copies of Johnny the Walrus. And if you want one, all you got to do is become an all-access member. So you can go to dailywire.com slash Johnny, and one of these signed books could be yours. Can you guys see right there? It says it's, the, it's going to the mailbox. We are literally, when we're finished, these are going to go straight in the mail. We're going to we're gonna have to repack this box a little bit, but... Uh, you're going you're gonna to take them. Box. To UPS right after this, I'm such right? a mess. Yeah, I guess. But it, right? It's going to be great. Um, over here. So if you are already an All Access member, do not worry. You also have exclusive access to a signed copy of Johnny the Walrus at dailywire.com. Click shop at the top of the page. You can find this book. Get your signed copy. So if you're already a member, do not worry. You are still included. Uh, let's see. All right. Nick Baker has another question. Will the Daily Wire be producing an official Johnny the Walrus Halloween costume? That's fun. I hope so. I will, I will demand it now. That's the thing. I have no idea about what the Daily Wire is going to do because I'm not in on any of those conversations at all. But uh, I will, I'll push for that because I love that idea. It's good. Um, I'll be Johnny the Walrus for Halloween. The entire office can be. Yeah. Well, it's like a fever dream themed, for you. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing's a fever dream. This right here is. I mean, it all is. Let's see. All right. If everyone in the Daily Wire turned into an animal, which animal do you think they would be and why? You can just do the oh, list. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. What do you think? I'll let you answer that. Oh. I'm going to pawn that off to you. Uh, would you be a walrus? Um, That's a difficult question. I have, no, I have no opinion about what animal I would be. I've been I mean, told a bird? I don't know. I could fly. I hate birds. <laughs> you hate birds. They scare me. I have, I have like, a, a genuine fear of birds. I've been attacked by a seagull one too many times. One too many times? How yes. many times have you been attacked by a seagull? Like four. I lived in L.A. The, the hard Is that what happens in L.A.? They just, yes. I don't think you have to worry about seagulls when you're walking down. No, <laughs> like in Santa Monica. In They're terrifying. And then we had a flock of ducks when I was growing up because we lived Is on Is seagull farm. a euphemism for, like, crackhead or something? <laughs> okay, well, I'm also afraid of those, but then you can go to the beach and you have seagulls. So I would not be a bird. I've been told... 
before that I have the essence of like a prairie dog or something like that. Or like, you know, like when you go to this, <laughs> you go to the zoo and it's like the little dogs that like pop out of the holes or whatever. You'd Maybe be that a would be a prairie dog. I don't know. That's what I've been told. You want to be a small rodent who lives in the <laughs> dirt. <laughs> Well, you can fly in there when you're a bird. That's hey, the whole point. You know what? It's fine. I would, okay. You could be so any you, animal you, in the animal kingdom, but you'd be a prairie dog. I, I've just been told that. I wouldn't choose it for myself. Where you, if I would you be come a out of your hole, you get eaten by an owl. You, you're afraid a, of birds, you want to be a prairie dog. I would be a koala. I would be a koala. I'm choosing that. A what? A koala. Oh, okay. So pick the most useless animal on the face of the earth. Listen, everybody likes koalas. Oh, only uh, slightly less useless than the panda, but people know, people know my feelings about pandas. Yeah, well, I won't be a panda. Did we, did we sign them all? Yeah, we did. Oh, wow. We have to keep chit-chatting, though. You're not allowed to leave yet. So we're going we're gonna to actually go through this. All right, so what? So you would be some kind you of You know bird. what? Hold on a second, because I've already signed all the books, and I'm feeling very generous. So we got these two things here. Am I still on camera, or am I just... Yeah, I'm, I am on camera. Okay. Okay. So my thought is, why don't I sign Johnny and the walrus, mm-hmm. and then... Um, here we go. Nice. And then uh, I'll give these two away to one of, the, one of our new members. One of our new all-access members will we'll get this, get this what? giant walrus signed by me in the mail. And you can That's flip good. that on Amazon, sell it for eBay. $5 at least. eBay, yeah. How are you going to mail that? How are we going to mail it? I have How no are you idea. Going to? Uh, that's uh, that's a problem deliver. someone else is going to have to solve. Yeah, handle it. Yeah, that's maybe that's it. That's good. You know, I will personally bring this to your house. That part's that's not, not weird at all, yeah. at all. Um, I was going to make us continue the animal question, but I think that we got down a bad rabbit hole. I don't prairie know. Dog hole is what we went down, and it was very strange. <laughs> Listen, the prairie dog holes. Okay. I just don't understand. Okay, we can move on. But you're afraid of birds, and so you're, you want to be. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be of a one. bird. I don't want to be one. I've just been told before. We're going to move on because okay. now I'm feeling... Attacked? Feel, I'm triggered. Just like the Amazon. So gonna, now, now you know how the Amazon employees felt. I know. I'm going to tweet about this later. Um, how many cardigans do you have now? Um, I, have, uh, I'm, I have a growing collection, but I have to keep them all mm-hmm. here uh, because my wife has promised to burn them if she ever gets a hold of them, because she does not like this whole children's author. She likes the children's author thing, but not the look. She's not into the look, which just me, makes me like it even more, because it annoys her, and I find that very, very funny. So you should just buy a lot of them. You get a bundle. Maybe we should start selling Matt Walsh sweaters. Make that a new merch item. I think Good. I should sell them and not wear them, so that I'm not a disgust. Well, it looks a little better. See, once you put the air on, it's not quite so bad. It's great. All right, since we finished signing all of the books... Um, we just wanted to give you guys an update. We are here with Matt Walsh, who is the best-selling LGBT children's author and the man that Daily Wire co-CEO and God King, lowercase g, lowercase k, Jeremy Boring, called a national treasure. If you have a question you'd like him to answer, join us on our live stream at dailywire.com. You can click the banner at the top of the home page and type your question into the Daily Wire chat. We already finished handing him all the books. He has signed all of them. They are in the box, ready to be mailed to you literally right after we finish this stream. So since we're finished with that, we're just going to answer your questions, so make sure that you submit them ASAP. So moving on, Matt, did you finally burn that horrid polka dot shirt, or is the dog sleeping on it now? I can only assume that you ask that because you want me to wear the shirt again, because you know that 
I only started wearing the shirt because I wore it once, and then um, my own audience made fun of me for it, and yeah. so then I started wearing it more just to spite them because that's the level of maturity that I have. Yeah. And so now I feel like I've got to start wearing it again just because of that comment. I still have it, and I could pull it out any time. It's like a threat. So watch your mouth. <laughs> All right, this is from Truthseeker. Why should I buy Johnny the Walrus? Um, because it would make me very happy if you did. That's my whole pitch. That's nice. I it was and it's, look, it's the, it is literally the literary sensation of 2022 so far, which might say a lot more about the other books that have come out in 2022, mm-hmm. but um, that's what it is. So don't you want to see what all the buzz is about? That's, yeah, that's the real reason. Like, why don't you have it already? Uh, All right, so Paul the Walrus, oh, this is good, you're starting a whole thing. Paul the Walrus says, uh, what is your alias on the Sweet Baby Gang Facebook group? Um, I do not have, I I am not part of this. I've been accused of this many times. There is a Sweet Baby Gang Facebook group, apparently multiple ones. And um, that is, even though I'm the cult leader, I believe in giving the Sweet Babies a little bit of privacy, Mm. you know, to have their own conversations, as long as it's only nice things about me. Of course. So... I'm not on the group, as far as you know. It's disappointing to all of your fans. Let's see. Uh, were your kids a test audience for Johnny the Walrus? That's a good one. They were, and uh, the honest truth is that my kids actually love the book, and my two-year-old especially loves this book, and yeah. she has it basically memorized, and um, she's constantly telling me about the book. She, she doesn't quite understand that I wrote it, but she does know that I'm, like, she knows that I'm in it. She doesn't understand how, how Daddy became the zookeeper, but, um, yeah, she loves the book, so... And that's all, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, let's see. Grace Elizabeth Hanna, she says, just bought the book for my mom, who's a biologist as well, for Mother's Day. Any advice on how we can get her to read it in her high school science class? Uh, get, to, to, <laughs> to read Johnny the Walrus in the high school science class? Yes. I mean, I, I just, you got to present the argument to her, which is that um, this is better scientific information than most high school science students are getting. So, you know, in a a perfect world, this would not be appropriate for high school students Mm -hmm. because it's for for preschoolers, but we're not in a perfect world. this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. Basic uh, preschool biology might be all that high schoolers can handle. All right. I mean, I I go to college campuses and I give speeches um, explaining the basic anatomy of men and women Mm -hmm. on, on college campuses. And, I get, and, of course, I get protested for mm. it. So that's where, we're at. that's where we are right now. So you've got you to gotta start with the basics, with preschool level. Understandable. That's just too much scientific depth for anybody to really understand other than you, who is a world-renowned biologist. All right, now, Shanna has a question from her husband, who claims that he is the captain of Sweet Baby Gang. Uh, he says, I'm a troll husband, much like you, Mr. Walsh. Trolling my wife gives me joy, as it does to you. However, my wife always responds by saying, I'm the girl, you're not allowed to troll me, only I control you. I have no response to this. She wins every time. What is your guidance, oh sweet daddy? Well, who says that girl, where, did, where is this rule written in the book of life, that girls are not allowed to be trolled? This is, I believe that trolling is one of the deepest and most important things that keeps a marriage together. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you don't really put it in your marriage vows, but... You, you have to, I think it keeps your marriage fresh when you're constantly trying to annoy each other. Mm. I mean, maybe don't take this marriage advice to the, all the way to the bank, but uh, that's, that's at least the way that we operate in my marriage. And we're, we're happily married 11 years now, so 
It's worked out. Maybe you could write a, uh, like a marriage advice book next. Yeah. How to annoy the hell out of your spouse constantly. It'd be good. Um, let's see. Oh, we have new members. Okay. Um, Margaret from, how do I pronounce this? Bolivar? Bolivar. 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 Oh, we're getting spicy. Well, okay. Well, Margaret from Bolivar, Ohio, Sean from Wisconsin, and Cody from Arkansas. Matt Walsh has a special message for you. I just want you to know that I'm so proud of you. You may not have been the first new member or the second or the third for that matter, but you're here. You made it. And for that, I couldn't be prouder of you. From the heart. Totally sincere. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face from this. Let's see. Okay. Back to our questions. Um, this member is asking you, are the bans uh, from the show for life, can they be appealed? Uh, there's no appeal process. Got it. And they're totally for life. And if you come back, they will just be banned again mm-hmm. in perpetuity until it sticks. It's a good rule. Consistency is key. Uh, Nan, uh, Nanny M says, Matt, my 12-year-old boy is a huge fan and often asks to listen to you. I screen some of your commentary and share it with him on occasion. He loves the fact that your family also homeschools like we do. He said the other day how awesome it would be to meet you someday. And I told him that the best thing to do, uh, I said the best thing to do then would be to not talk to you, that you'd prefer to be ignored than put in the spotlight. So if we ever run into you, what would you like us to do so that I can be prepared? That's nice. Um, you may approach, uh, <laughs> eyes down to the floor, and you can have one compliment, which you say to me, and then you turn around and leave. And that's the process. Actually, I, every single person that comes up to me, they, the, the first thing they do is apologize uh-huh. for coming up to me. And... Um, so I'm starting to think, do I, do I give off vibes as like, I think I'm a really approachable, nice guy, but every person that comes up is like, I'm so sorry, I know you hate talking to people. <laughs> Sometimes it's, I'm so sorry, I know you hate people, but I just, I, I think that's unfair. I mean, look at me, I'm in a cardigan. <laughs> He's the sweetest man you've ever met. He's so approachable. Uh, I should start doing that with you when I see you in the office. I'm just going to keep my eyes to the ground. Eyes down, compliment. Only compliments. Move off. Yep. Yep. Move out of your way. All right. Oh, this is Cody. Are you, I think Cody was from Wisconsin, maybe. All right, but he is saying, signed up for an all-access and purchased a second uh, signed copy. Can I get a shout-out for my son who loves you, Abel? Uh, he said he loves you and your book. Shout-out to Abel. <laughs> that was good. Is that, that, was is good. that how you do a shout-out, right? I mean, Do you want to give him like a message of affirmation? One of your classic? You are so affirmed. <laughs> so... That's good. I'm proud of you. Um, all right. Oh, we have more new members. Kevin from Texas, Joseph from Indiana, and Danielle from California. So now you need to affirm them as well. You know, <laughs> it's a beautiful day at the Daily Wire. And I'm so glad you could join me today on this beautiful day. <laughs> this is getting, it's getting lazier as we go on. Um, oh my goodness, what is happening here? Um, <laughs> I like that you keep saying a uh, beautiful day as you're sweating profusely. <clears throat> oh, all right, here we go. Here you go. Glad drinking your water now. Hydration. Stay hydrated. Oh, we have more. Adam from Tennessee, Carl from California, 
These are new members? Yes. So, why don't you go ahead. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> you're with us today. I just want to take a moment to sort of take it all in and enjoy this time I have with you. Couple second beat with closed eyes and a smile, open eyes and exhale. Oh, that, I'm not supposed to say that. Wait, what am I supposed to do? Scroll down a little bit. <laughs> closed eyes and a smile? What? Take a deep breath. We need to enjoy their presence. Like yeah, a moment of silence. This is getting, this is too far. That's, you want to get the smile, you can get that. Closed eyes and a smile, I can't do that. That's a step too far. Anyway, thank you for enjoying this moment with me. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Moving out of that wonderful, peaceful moment. Uh, Matt, what is a woman? And can they become a walrus? Also, shout out to Brett Cooper because we have the same name. Love that. Amazing. All right, there you go. Um, a woman is an adult human female. That's what a woman is. Mm -hmm. That's the whole answer for, for what is a woman. Um, that has very difficult for lots of people. But now, you know, because sometimes when we talk about this, and even people who are the sane and rational ones, mm -hmm. and uh, they know that these things are defined biologically, they'll, they have, some people have a problem with that definition because they say, well, a woman, you know, a woman is, is, isn't merely that. And true, a woman's not merely that, but that is like the fundamental definition of what a woman is. And then each indi woman individually, of course, has their own identity and personality and everything, but um, that is the fundamental definition of, of woman. Simple and straight to the yeah. point. Uh, where do you buy your cardigan? That's what somebody wants to know. Um, obviously from the clearance bin at the, at Goodwill. Like as, any, you can, as you can as, tell. Like any humble yeah. children's book author would say. I'm a man of the people. Uh, why did Johnny want to be a walrus and not a panda? I know you just went on your panda rant a minute ago, but it's important. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, walruses are, they are impressive animals at the end of the day, you know, and they, they can fend for themselves. They don't need us to sort of like keep them around um, and they're also, it's like, you know that walruses have been able to fend for themselves and hold their own in the world because they're such hideous animals that, like, we would never, as, as human beings, like, we're not trying to keep them. For pandas, on the other hand, the only reason they still exist is just that we think they're cute, mm -hmm. and so we keep them around. Walruses, these hideous beasts, have had, to, have had to make their own path in life, and I really respect that. It's true. I had never thought about it that way. Neither had I until this, this exact right moment. There? Wow. Improvisation. Right out of that. Uh, where would you put your sweet baby gang tattoo? Uh, I would, if I were to get one, right across the forehead. That's what I would recommend. That's good. Someone Just get like it right across the forehead. That's good. You should do that. Just, when your whole life is destroyed after you do that, don't blame me. Let's see. Uh, will you cancel Brett for making her own cult, the Cooper Troopers? You try to make your own cult. I, I haven't made a cult. But on my most recent All Access Live, people were saying, we're going to be the Cooper I mean, Troopers. Look, I knew this day would come, that someone else at Daily Wire tries to start a call. I knew it was going to happen. Uh-huh. And if, it, if that's what it comes down to, then fine. We're going to we go to war. Do, we, we could do a crossover. No, there's no crossover. Yes. Cults don't do crossovers. No, cults are, no, cults it's, are it's quite famously very insular sorts of things. You don't have collaborations. What if we had our cults next to each other and they were like tunnels? No, it's like going to be like, uh, no, this is, it's, it's gang warfare at that point. But it's fine. I, I, I welcome the challenge. Let's... I'm very competitive. So. You got some time. You have some, um, you got to make up some time. I, yeah, to, exactly. You know, I don't even have a Facebook group yet. Yeah. I need to work on that. You're already leagues ahead of me. 
Um, let's see, should I, should I buy the book for my nieces and nephews even though their liberal parents will go bonkers? Even though? It's the more reason to. That's, that's the whole reason to buy it, right. No, it's should I buy the book especially because my, the liberal parents will go bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. Buy, buy 10 of them. Leave them like little uh, eggs around their house to find. Yeah, exactly. I hide them in, in different places. That's something people are doing, by the way. Um, uh, speaking of buying whole boxes of them, is that uh, there are some people that are buying them, donating them to libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, especially in liberal communities, they have those, uh, not just liberal communities, but it's, it's even better in the liberal ones where they've got those boxes on the street, you know, like the mm. uh, take a book, leave yep. a book kind of community library yep. things. And um, people are buying the books, putting them in those. So it's a great idea. Those are, yeah. I like that. So other than triggering uh, libs, what are your hobbies? Well, um, fishing is, is my, currently my, my number one hobby. I was uh, into beekeeping, you know, which is why for a long mm-hmm. time my title was Theocratic Fascist and Beekeeper. Mm-hmm. I'm getting back into the beekeeping thing, and now my next hobby that I, that I want to start, for reasons that I can't really explain, and my wife keeps asking me to explain it, but I can't, is um, I want to get a big expensive aquarium with lots of like, expensive fish. I don't know why, but... Uh, Just feeling called to it? I do feel called to it, so... That was a good question. That was interesting. I learned something about you. Uh, would you ever do reptiles? Like in uh, too much. I, uh, that's one of the reasons why I like the fish idea. Is like reptiles require too much upkeep. I think. Mm-hmm. So I want to have an animal that can just sort of be there when I want it to be there. Okay. So it's really all about me. Got it. Well, not a, not an animal that requires like constant maintenance. You know. Okay, love it. Uh, another member is asking, "What is your favorite whiskey and/or tequila?" Uh, favorite uh, whiskey, probably, you know, I'm going to go for a Blanton's uh, bourbon. Mm-hmm. Just um, your everyday sipper, I like a Four Roses single barrel. Mm-hmm. Good answer, good answer. Yeah, Alrighty. Uh, let's see. Alrighty. Okay, no problem. Oh, love it. We made it. All right, guys. It what looks is happening like right now? Okay. We did it. We, we, you successfully answered all the questions without melting to death. So, all right, that looks like it will do it for us tonight. Well done, Matt. I'm very proud of you for having to sit here and sign all of those books. That was very complicated for you. Uh, it is about that time. All of the books are signed, and I am out of rhymes. Do you like that? They made you go back to that well again. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. I didn't have to do as many of those as uh, your little uh, affirmation moments, but I think I did pretty well. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in for our live Johnny Thwaris book signing and Q&A, and thank you to Matt Walsh. If this isn't live anymore or you are just catching up with this or listening to the podcast, Johnny the Walrus is still available to the end of the week when you buy a Daily Wire all-access membership, so fear not. Check it out at dailywire.com slash johnny before the end of the weekend. Good night to everyone, and special shout-out to all of our new members. Your support helps us impact culture by creating new alternatives and helps us keep delivering great content, including books like Johnny the Walrus and new shows like mine, The Comment Section with Brett Cooper, plus our upcoming DW Kids series, movies, documentaries, podcasts, and so much more to come. So thanks again, and we will see you next time.